You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray, episode 169. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Ask Dr. Gray, brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. What can I help you with? So um, I had a couple questions. Um, the main one being is um, how to repair my GPA, but um, and like who to ask for recommendations. But I did want to tell you a little bit about my circumstances before we answer that question. Okay. Well, just a little bit about me. I'm a senior that's graduating, and I double majored in human rights and then physiology and neurobiology. And what led me to coming onto the podcast was. I spoke to my pre-med advisors, all three of them, and I was basically told that they've heard a sob story like mine. Sob story, that word. Like they, lots of they literally use that that word. Wow. And okay, so the, it really broke me because the person how who how, how invalidating? Just like I've heard your sob story. That is such an invalidating like word yeah, to use. It really, okay. It really hurt. And because the person who said it is, so the university I go to, they have a medical school that's associated with it. So the head of our pre-med advising department is the retired dean of the medical school. Okay. And he's the one who was like, well, your sob story. And I was like, ouch. Um, And so when we were, so in our uh, university, there's this class, it's called like patient and healer. And it's basically like, you take patient histories and doctors come and they talk to you. It's like a rite of passage, like a one credit, two credit course. Okay. So, but you have to get a permission number for it from your pre-med advising office. I signed up for it and he they emailed me back saying, we can't give it to you. We need to talk to you about your transcript. Okay. After looking at my transcript, that's where they were like, so I sat down with like three of them and they were like, this isn't it for you. You should consider something else. And then I tried to explain what happened during those grades. And that's when I was like, they were like, this is just. Got it. Okay. So that's what led to coming here because I didn't know about that. (laughs) Because (laughs) I didn't want to settle on that. Okay. So let's, let's hear it. Let's see it. What what do we got? Okay. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. Um, Okay. Shared. Can you see it? I can see it. All right. So we got mapped here. So this is uh, some screenshots from mapped without your inner information here. All right. So this is cumulative. Do you have your class standing GPAs or no? No, I don't. I didn't take those. I just took the cumulative science and the cumulative like general one. Okay. So the, the best thing to look at, uh, and I, I should have caught this earlier, is the class standing GPAs. Um, the class standing GPAs help see trends. So let's let's work off of this one. So this is cumulative science GPA. We see freshman year 315, 247. So this is cumulative. So this is additive. 286. So you had a huge drop between freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then you went up a little bit junior year and then down a little bit senior year. So I can see why they're saying, yeah, this isn't for you, but that shouldn't be what they're saying. They should be saying, here are the next steps for you if this is what you want. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Okay. And that's not what I got. And 
explain yeah. a little bit. Um, if I go down a little bit further, you could see a little bit of my transcript. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, do it. Just, just, just for sophomore year. Yeah. So this is my fall of sophomore year. Okay. And then this is my spring of sophomore year. Okay. And basically a lot of things happen sophomore year, yeah. which kind of But is, but you know what? You don't you don't even need to explain. Yeah. <laughs> what what is the explanation going to do? It happened. Exactly. Right? And so so your life happened. Whatever happened happened. The grades that you got, you got. The question yeah. for you is what's next? Yeah. That's so, all. Exactly. So what happened was after that I withdrew and then I restarted university in the pandemic, like mid pandemic. That's why that's junior year. So I came back junior year in 2020 and okay. online, okay. still adjusting. Okay. And then you see the drop between junior year and senior year because like our finance, family finance. Nope, but, but, but stop, but stop. See, I've already moved on and you're still okay. trying to explain. Yeah. Right. So, so this is where the Dean was like, we've heard your sob story before. Yeah. And what I'm saying is I don't care what happened. Okay. He's saying we've heard it before. It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever. I'm saying it happened. Who cares? Right. Life happened. You're still here. You're talking to me. You're alive. That's the step one. Right. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. The question is, and you can stop sharing your screen and we'll we'll talk some more. Perfect. The question is not what happened, what's next? Okay, so what's next is that what what I wanted to do was I wanted to apply to a structured postback program. Okay. But I was told that my grades wouldn't be enough for postback. So okay. I should be juniors. <laughs> so that you uh, should do what? Like consider a different path like as nursing was what i was told no but Which, but like, but if you want to be a doctor we have to work towards being a doctor yeah nobody 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 can tell you that you can't do what you want to do Thank you. unless you apply to medical school every single medical school in the country and they all tell you no and you fix whatever you want to fix and you spend years fixing that and you reapply and they tell you no and you reapply and they tell you no and you reapply and you tell you the medical schools are the only ones that can tell you no yeah okay your advisors should never for anyone out there advisors never tell you no yeah it's the sword i will die on that is not the advisor's job I think what really hurt was that this is like the ex-dean of the medical school telling me. So that where it was yeah. like, ouch. Yeah. That just makes him big, feel big and powerful. Yeah. That's not his role anymore. And if he was the dean of the medical school, that's not the dean of admissions. So maybe he was the dean of admissions. Or maybe he was the dean of the medical school, which is which is a, a very different position than dean of admissions. Yeah. But I think it really does help hearing from you that it's not the end all because that's what I was. Of course, it's about. not the end all. Yeah, you sucked okay. during your undergrad. Oh well, guess what? You're not alone. Yes, and yes, right. Going, going, using his words, your sob story. There are a million and one reasons why someone struggles in undergrad. Yeah, 
it doesn't matter why, right? You may have to explain it at some point. Yeah. But right this minute, it doesn't matter. Okay. The only thing that matters is you checking in with yourself going, can I do better? Am I done with whatever caused me to have those bad grades? Am I over that? Have I figured it out? Has life settled down? Has the drama ended? Or is my family okay now? Whatever, right? Again, it doesn't matter. It matters from this point forward. Do I still want this? Yes. If I still want to be a doctor, then darn it, let me figure out how to get there. And maybe a structured postback might not work for you because you have to apply to them. Yeah, that's where I was going to ask you. So the reason why I was considering a structured postback was because I sat down and did like an analysis of why things were going wrong. And a lot of that included that I don't have like boundaries between what I have to do for my family and what I have to do for myself, right? And how I need to prioritize myself. And doing a structured postback would allow me to leave the state and put a physical distance between us. But but uh, there, there's nothing special about a structured postback. I. Okay, you, so, you can so, you can go to any other school out of state and do whatever you need to do. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I also was willing to go towards a structured postback is the only time I had a 4.0 in my entire undergrad career was this previous summer where I had no other responsibilities and I was in really small class sizes for the first time. Yep. And I really enjoyed being with like the same 20 people for eight hours every single day for 10 weeks. Yeah. And that's where I was like, hey, maybe I could prosper in a really small structured environment. And then the other thing was that the MCATs that I was looking into, I mean, the postbacks, they had like MCAT prep built into it, like as part of the program rather than Mm -hmm. doing it myself. But then I noticed a lot of them require you to take the MCAT before you apply to postback. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't understand the point of that one. I was like, but I need to fix my foundation to... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I was torn is whether I don't know if I should go the structured route and dish out that money if money was not an issue or do a DIY and just. Yeah, I I don't I I don't think there's a right way. I think there's number one, what will work for you? And it sounds like right off the bat, you know that you have to separate yourself from your family. So outside of that figure out what'll work, whether that's structured, whether that's do it yourself, whether that's um, doing something random that doesn't have MCAT prep built in and you just add MCAT prep on top of that. I I do not believe in applying to a postback program or SMP program that requires an MCAT to get into the program. To me, it defeats the whole purpose of what the program's for. Yeah, that's what I was teetering on too. I was like, I don't think there's a point to that. And the only time that I considered actually taking the MCAT before applying to the postback was when I was looking at the Drexel Pathway to Medicine, where they're like, you do the postback and then you end up with like a provisional acceptance at the end of it. Yep. That was like the only time where I considered it. But at the end of the day, I feel like I struggled in my classes. You you don't have, based on your GPA, based on those grades, you don't have the Science Foundation to do well on the MCAT yeah. As it is yeah. right now. That's that's exactly how I feel. And I don't know going. So like, that's another thing is like, so, when, so I'm taking Orgo right now, like Orgo, things happened last semester. I ended up not being able to take the final and ended up with like a C minus and Orgo one. 
So I'm now in Orgo too, and I'm obviously struggling. And I don't know if I should retake Orgo after completing this sequence, like at a different university. Well, you guys, you, you said you got a C minus. Yeah. That's not passing for med school. But like to retake the whole sequence, if I pass Orgo too, or. If you got a C minus in Orgo one, that's yeah. not passing for med school. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I would have argued that you shouldn't be taking Orgo 2 if you didn't do well in Orgo 1. You didn't have the foundation. Yeah. The only reason I went ahead and did it is because I really wanted to finish my relationship with the university that I am. Yeah. But that to me, that's just bad judgment. It's, it, it, it's, it's a combination of finances and um, family pressure as well. So there's like not a lot I could do with the situation that I was so I, was, I know that at the end of the day that having to retake the class would, again, is going to further hinder my GPA, but it's the best I could do in the circumstances handed. Okay. Yeah. You, you, sounds like the first step is you need to get out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> is the first step. <laughs> Um, and then my second question was basically like, if I was to go towards a, going for like a physical blank to like a post-bar program, who would I even ask for recommendations? I have n- never had the time to attend any office hours or be, have a close relationship with anybody on campus. Yeah, well, that's reflected in your grades, not going to office hours, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. You have to abide by what the postback program wants in terms of their application process. I, I was thinking about like taking classes by myself, like maybe at like a, a different university and seeing. You're going to take classes just for a letter of recommendation? Well, I have, I, have, I don't know. Again, let's, let's use good proper judgment here. Yeah. Does that make sense to take classes to get a letter of recommendation so you can take more classes? Well, I do have to take Orgo Lab because I haven't taken that as part of like... You, you need to just stop. Okay. Just stop. Do you have enough credits to graduate? Yes. Graduate. Okay. Be done taking classes. Just stop. You you keep digging yourself a hole because you're like, well, I have to, I have to, I have to. Nobody's saying anything. Right. Family pressure. No, like just say no. If you have enough credits to graduate, graduate and then go do your postback program. The more classes you take, the more you do poorly in those classes, the bigger the hole that you're digging every single day. Okay. You need to stop. Yeah. You need to move on to the next step, which is doing a postback or an SMP program, whether it's a do-it-yourself post-back or a formal, formal post-back, there's no right or wrong there. You need to, number one, it just sounds like you need to get away from family so you can focus on yourself. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just, I at the point, it's like I've been told by family, by friends, and by advisors, no, no, no. And it's like I've been pushing myself to keep going. But like... While I'm pushing myself, I feel like I haven't been making the best calls because I just want to do it to to show that, like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah, but you you keep doing it, but doing poorly at it. So, again, 
the question is why. And that's where one of my first comments to you was one of the first things you need to do to check in with yourself is, can I do this? I, I know I can do it. I just feel like I've, I've never had a single moment where I've not had to work to support myself. So financially, I've never had that freedom to just sit down and study. How is that going to change in a post-bac? Um, I'm willing to put, so after graduation, my goal was to work for a year to just clear up my financial issues, whatever that was happening. And then whether it's to take out a loan or whatever I have to do is to set myself up in a way that I, when I do my post-bac DIY or structured, it's only school. Okay. Away from family, no working. So, so you may have to go down the master's route. Okay. Because for your postback program, you're very it's very unlikely to get financial aid for a postback program. All right. For a master's program, because it's continued education, because that's what our country is all about. We'll give you plenty of money if you want to keep getting degrees uh, to to advance, right? Um, a master's level program, you can probably get financial aid for, which will allow you to do financial aid for the tuition and typically living expenses as well. So if you can take a year off, put some money in the bank, clear up whatever financial uh, uh, kind of hurdles that you have now and get ahead, then take out loans for a master's program, then you can probably set yourself up for success in that way. And okay. and notice we haven't even talked about, do you have clinical experience? Do you have shadowing? Is the rest of your application okay? It's not. I, so and I, and have, I would I, have expected that answer. I haven't done any of it. I've, I've just been trying to survive instead of thrive. Like that's what it's been all undergrad. And that's, and that's and okay. And that's okay. Outside of the fact that you're surviving while pretending you're thriving. <laughs> yeah you're out there double majoring and taking all these classes and continuing to take classes when you shouldn't be, you just need to stop and it's okay to stop. And maybe just nobody's giving you permission to, to go. You can stop now. Yeah. You have nothing to prove to anyone right now. You have a lot to prove (laughs) moving forward, but right now, right this minute, stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think definitely going to after graduation work on um, just working and like you said, like clearing up the financial issues because like it's and I just need to take like you said, take a step back. And because I know for a fact that I it's not that academically I have struggled with the classes. I've never sat down and put to, put in the time to study like I should have. And I know that. Yeah, I know that. I acknowledge that my grades are a reflection of the effort that I have put in. Yeah, so I take ownership of that, and I know that yeah. to fix it, it's going to require a lot more effort now. So, yeah, yeah. Step one. <laughs> Step one. So you remind me a lot of uh, a student that I had on the pre-med years many years ago. His name was Chad. Went to undergrad. He had a family. He had a wife and kids. And his responsibility was his family and school was <laughs> a very distant second place. Yeah. So he did poorly in his undergrad. So he's like, okay, I want to go to medical school. I have to do a post back now. Nothing changed in his life other than the title of the school that he was going to. 
I was an undergrad and now I'm a postback student. Still have, still have a wife, still have kids, still the one needing to make money to support family. He did yeah. terrible in his postback program. He said, well, I still want to be a doctor. Let me just go to the Caribbean. That's the shortcut. The Caribbean rejected him. And they said, no, we don't want you, which is unheard of, right? The Caribbean schools are like, no, thank you. You're, you're not good enough for us. That's, that tells you how bad he was in, uh, shape he was in. Yeah. So he was where you're at right now. Taking inventory, going, what do I need to do? This is what I want to do. I want to be a doctor. That is my dream. I'm not going to give up on that dream. So he made the tough decision to stop working and to go on to social service programs with him and his his wife and his kids to support their family during a time so that he could go and do an SMP program. He went and did the SMP. He did well in the SMP because he could finally focus on himself and do well in his classes. Lots of sacrifices during that time for him and his family and his wife and his kids. Got into multiple DO schools. And just last year, as we're recording this, matched into general surgery. Very non-traditional student. Lots of struggles early on. Matched into general surgery. He's a, he's a general surgery intern right now as we're recording this. Wow. <laughs> so I say all of that because you are him. Many years later, you have to, you have to, you have to do what you need to do if this is what you want to do. Yeah, I have to, I have to reassess my priorities. Yes, and yeah. all of the people, and, and from a cultural standpoint and a family structure standpoint, all of that stuff, all of the responsibilities that your family is putting on you, at some point, you have to say enough. And yeah. it's really hard to do. I, I got conversation. it. I got it. I got it. But if yeah. this is what you want to do, that's the conversation you have to have. Because it's either have a lifelong uh, journey of regret for you or have your family pissed off at you, hopefully for not (laughs) too terribly long as you put yourself first moving forward for a little bit. Yeah. And so I I feel like you've answered this, but now I'm kind of stuck because I have to graduate. That's just, I can't with my parents paying half my tuition. I cannot not graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to graduate and I'm taking biochem and orgo too, as like the core in biochem, I'm doing okay, surprisingly, but in orgo too, I'm struggling. But and it's you, like, you said you, you had the credits already, right? Yeah. You have enough credits to graduate. Yes. But those are my, for my PNB, it's required. Like that's a required sure, what? course. Required courses. Like For what? My physiology and neurobiology degree. It's a required course. But, but you don't need the degree. Do you have enough credits to graduate? Yeah. Withdraw from the classes and graduate. Is that possible? I've never, wait, I don't know about that. I'm a first, I, okay. I'm a first in college student. I didn't even know that was possible. Can I do? Can I graduate without the degree? You said you double majored. 
Yeah, I did. Did you get enough credits for your other major? Yeah. Then graduate. I guarantee you, you can just withdraw and graduate. Or maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds very logical to go, I already have one degree. You just go, eh, just kidding. I don't, I don't want to finish the requirements for that other degree. I'll graduate with this other one. I got enough credits. I'm going to apply for graduation. I'm definitely going to ask my, um, my, like my biology advisor that because I didn't even know that was an option. I mean, I didn't even think about it. You don't that. even have to ask your biology advisor. Go to the registrar. You can probably go to the registrar. Call them up and ask. And say, hey, if I withdraw from these two classes I'm in and, and apply for graduation or whatever it's called, uh, am I good? Right? Do I have enough credits? I'll get my degree for this other thing. You should be good. Oh, my God. You literally just saved me a, a world of pain. Thank you. No, what I saved I you from was more bad grades. A world of pain. <laughs> no, you're already you're already in a world of pain. I saved you from more bad grades. Okay, both. <laughs> but yeah, I really do appreciate this. I I see the light at the end of the tunnel after this Go. conversation. There, I just, you're you're very 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 far away from that light. But I, at least it's I, there. I don't want to sugarcoat, right? I don't. I, a lot of people like give me flack for sugarcoating this. You have a lot of work in front of you. I, but it sounds like you need you know what you need to do. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I know I'm in my head. I'm planning a three four year gap to fix. Good. Perfect. Before applying, it's Perfect. not like I'm gonna just graduate, apply to post back, and go. <laughs> After Good. this conversation, I'm giving myself a year, no classes, and then seeing what I have to do after a year. Good. After I fix all the underlying issues first. And 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 first step in that year of not taking classes is going and getting some clinical experience. Because it sounds like potentially this idea of being a doctor may not be grounded in like reality and it's some theoretical idea that you have. Yeah. I'm going to I've so I have an EMT um license okay but i haven't been able to do it regularly because of my like financial obligation so yeah. after graduation full-time emt er whatever like okay. er tech just full-time clinical work as Great. you suggested to really make sure is this what i want to do before Great. i push myself down that three-year journey perfect yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome and when you get ready for the mcat go check out blueprintmcat.com that's that's my plug for Blueprint. <laughs> All right. You you know what you need to do. Um, you have a lot of work uh, ahead of you. But hopefully you'll get there and we'll get you on mission accepted one day when you get that acceptance call. Yes. All Thank right. you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group.